podcast, Classroom Crush, you are here. Uh, I want to start this by reading a quote that I found because I think it's pretty important. Not important. It's it's relevant to what this is going to. I'm in a weird mood, people. Okay, it's been a weird week, but this is this is a quote that I found. I promised myself I wouldn't be affected if it didn't work, that I could handle it, and it's just like everyone else, so that's what it'll be. Then my friend goes, I really didn't see this coming, and I admire your strength. Me. Well, I wouldn't call it strength, more like practice in forcing my emotions to go elsewhere, but whatever. It is what it is. Is it? Is it what it is? Did I let it affect me? I don't know. I have a podcast about my old crushes, so probably. I was so, so strong that it festered, and here we are. So that's just a little tone sample for you today. Um, I had a weird weekend. I was talking to these hot French guys um, at an 80s night, and I thought they were gay, and apparently they weren't, and they were actually flirting with me because they came into my day job the next day because we discussed my day job, whatever. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, fucking creeps. Um, and they came in and we were talking, blah, blah. Their name was Pierre, oh my God, Pierre and Max. And Max lives here, Pierre is going back to Paris on Thursday. And my coworkers were like, man, they were so into you. I'm like, no, you're hilarious. They're gay. Don't. And they're like, no, they're for sure straight. They're just European. And I'm like, yeah, that fucking checks out. That's why I'm so good at talking to them and like probably flirting because I just assume that they're gay. And I didn't do anything. I didn't get any contact information or like anything. And like, and I feel like that's just a lot of my shit in a nutshell right there. I was just like so carefree and cute and fun and oblivious and I think my mind was just immediately like no they're for sure gay because they're gorgeous and talking to me and we're having a good time so guys I'm sad anyways I'm really excited for this episode this is an important episode this is an asterisk important episode I was gonna save it for later but then I was like why just do it now because also Noah Jacobs wrote about the show for Split Sider, and I am really, it was really nice. I almost um, cried a little bit. So hopefully there are some people who are listening now that weren't before, and I'm going to give you a real fucking hearty one. Just get ready for it. So I have Dan Abramowitz with me. Hello. Hi, Dan. How are you, Rebecca? Oh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird, but it's good. Dan is my friend. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's very funny. He works for ClickHole. Dot com. Dot com. He does fun, cool comedy, much like our last guest, Fran Hoffner. Yes. And I quoted, I referenced a tweet that he did um, in the second episode. So I've sort of been an unseen presence on this show. Exactly. If you've been listening and paying attention, um, you will know him and love him already. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. I'm a longtime listener. <laughs> First time guest. Yeah, thank you. I want you to come back a lot. Uh, We'll see how much I can mine out of my past. I know, it's hard. We were just talking before about how, like, I I have to really figure out a way to separate this shit for myself because I am constantly... I mean, I think it's just this one's a little intense, and I'm just... 
I just feel heavy. And I mean, the world is heavy now and I'm just like doing this to myself, but hopefully it makes you laugh as long as the people laugh. The people must laugh. And, and feel connected and, and relate. The people must feel connected and relate. Dan, who are you going to be talking about today? Well, Rebecca, I am going to be talking about uh, Emily. We're looking at a span from like freshman year of high school to this the, kind of the meat of it, which was like junior junior year of high school. Uh, okay. Oh, so this is this yeah. is a real there's one. A, there's a narrative to this. What? Um, how did you come to know her? Like, so Emily went. Emily was from a uh, town in New Jersey, nice town in New Jersey. And she had gone to theater sleepaway camp with... Uh, oh, a, I like her already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of a smattering of my uh, close friends. Okay. And uh, I knew... What I knew about this theater sleepaway camp was that it was where people hooked up. Oh, shit. And it was... I, I remember specifically a like sleepover birthday party... I think boys like, and girls? Uh, boys. Okay. <laughs> Aggressively boys. <laughs> like 12 boys in an attic. Love it, love it. Um, talking about uh, getting, getting just straight up the sort of blow by blow of a like hookup weekend that one friend had with his camp. Nasty. Camp Paramore. Oh my god! Uh, and uh, that <laughs> that was also uh, the the sleepover party that uh, where I was convinced of the merits of masturbation. <laughs> How I, did they convince you? I, I, they were like, "It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's not." It's not too hard to deal with the aftermath. That's kind of get in there, Very man. endearing, <laughs> though. That that kind of is really nice and cute. Like. Oh, we're 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 being open about sexual. Well, no, I mean it's guys. So, but it was it was being it is, open about nice. sexuality, but in a in a kind of like mechanical way. Yeah, just like you know, in a kind of life hack type way. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> so I had, I, you know, there was this kind of heated association in my mind with this camp, and this was a friend of theirs from that, mm-hmm. uh, who one of them had described as the like female version of me. Um, oh my god! So in I think ninth grade Spanish class, uh, this kid Lucas, who had also gone to the camp, was like, "Hey, I, sh- you, I should put you in touch with this girl Emily. <laughs> Here's her aim screen name. <laughs> you guys would like each other." So she's funny. She's cool. She's smart. She's hot. Yeah, <laughs> a- a- absolutely. Um, and so we we started talking kind of on that like mutual recommendation. And that is so funny. To we me. were like That's such a like thirty year old thing to do, uh, <laughs> like arranged friendships. Also, yeah, I don't know. I always think of it as like it is middle school, but it's also like I think of my mom, my mom setting my dad up with who would become his next wife. Like it's <laughs> a, like it's an adult thing. Like no, yeah, you get yes. I think this would work. We'll we'll make this connection. You know. I mean yes, but also like I met my my like lifelong best friend uh, right before kindergarten because our parents got us together because our names were both Dan <laughs> and that was like enough <laughs> to go on. We were like yeah this this, this, is, this clicks makes sense. this reads. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, so you started talking. I started talking. Mm-hmm. Um. And kind of the, the, the bummer of this when I was doing, like, you know, archival research for this podcast yes. um, was just, like, 
these conversations are gone. Oh, yeah. Um, I think some of them still exist because I, like, switched over to a chat thing that just, like, kept logs of everything, which was a blessing and a curse. Yes. Um, Because I was, like, like, weighing the possibility of, like, asking one of my parents to, like, boot up the old computer (laughs) and, like, go go hard drive diving. But I was, like, no, there's some horny stuff in there. (laughs) I, they... This would just destroy them. Yeah. Potentially. Good call. Um, but yeah, we like we talked through high school. It was like a like a good like stable but friendship. You, but you guys weren't in the same school. We were not in the same school. I was in I was in the Boston area, and she was in New Jersey. Okay. So was this a purely online um, romance? So this was this was an online thing that I think the the sort of trajectory of this is. Online to like texting to mm-hmm. like phone calls to one interesting weekend. Oh well, save it, save it, save yeah. it. Um, it is also sort of weird for me to talk about this just because like I-, I only ever talk about her in the context of like that weekend, kind of repackaged as anecdote yeah. rather than the sort of like full the full, full scope of it, where like we're both people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who knows what kind of emotional uh, bubbles this will pop. Oh, we're going to get into it. I'm excited. Yay. Okay, who are I'm, you come bringing to the table? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm talking about Carlos. I'm looking at all these names I've done recently. Very, very Miami. Yeah. This is probably the most Hispanic boy I've ever liked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all have our... <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Uh, t- I can't I can't stop with all those white boys and they're uh white boys are the worst. Yeah, when did that best. happen to you? I think I just always wanted something that I mean I th- for a while I was like I'm a white girl trapped in this body and now I'm like shut up Rebecca. You don't want to be a white girl. You hate a lot of white girls. <laughs> um I just think I there was a thing with me especially when I like being into the music I was into and like and, and being like sad and emo and like having this big curly hair and wishing that I could just have like long black hair like swept to the side with emo bangs and stuff. Just I'd be just, like tangle of like skinny pale limbs. Yes, that's what like I felt. like a silk bedspread. I felt that that best uh, would have expressed who I was. But I think it's also, I'm sure has something to do with the fact that like almost every guy that I liked ended up with a white girl or you know, or liking um, like my my best friend that was white, whatever. And I was just, it was a lot of like me not knowing how to deal with the fact that like, I look a little different, you know, like I have a different sort of vibe. Um, I think I'm finally come to terms with it. And I'm like, I'm fucking hot. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this guy, Carlos was... He was not like the other guys that I liked. Oh. <laughs> he was different. So I met him when I was probably 15 or something. Uh, and he was my good friend Paloma from high school. She was like my best friend at the time. I go through a lot of phases of best friends because I don't know. I don't know how to have female friends. It's not I think th- that is that is like a a female problem or just like that that was a thing that I noticed like through, you know, elementary through high school is like girlfriend groups 
keep like shifting and reshuffling. Yeah. And boyfriend groups are just like, yeah, these are my friends. I like it's it's shitty. I'm cool with most of them now. There's a couple that I still like if I saw to this day, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my life. I thought you disappeared. Um, But I think I just and I still do to an extent attract a type of girl going through their own type of things that like I I've, I'm pretty fucking self-assured and I have been for a while and I think I've always attracted girls who are sort of still figuring it out and see that and kind of latch onto it you know mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like weird identity stuff where it's like you're taking things that I am you know yeah. like and it'll be taking boys and it'll be taking interests and stuff like that and it sounds super cocky but it's is there really a sense a of thing. like Rebecca will be fine? I think so. I think I'm also just, uh, dis- despite like a strong personality and shit, like I'm really fucking nice to a fault. You know, I am. Uh, people take advantage of me all the time. Like I, I, I think a lot of my female friends sort of walked all over me in a way that it's just like she's not gonna leave, and I wouldn't because I was used to people leaving me. You know, I was never gonna be that person to do that. Um, until I fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, that was real. <laughs> so Carlos was my best friend at the time, Paloma's um, good friend. He was older than us. He was like four or five years older than us. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. This is going to, I mean, just, you're going to have to deal because this is what's going to happen in this podcast a lot. Um, so we met at, Dolphin Mall in South Miami, um, which is this huge mall that is the worst. I wrote about it in an essay once. I was just like, it was too Miami for me. It's like so Hispanic and loud and whatever. And it's just Indoor or outdoor? It's an indoor mall, but it's like gigantic. So we all hung out once and he was beautiful. He was like this tall, very fit, tan, like he had like a swimmer body, you know. He's this, he's One of, among the better bodies. Oh my god, the best bodies. Swimmer and soccer bodies. Yes, yeah. he's just—he was beautiful. He almost looked like he could be my brother because he, <laughs> he had like curly hair. He was hair. that beautiful. He was that gorgeous. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But like, we just had similar features where like he had curly hair and like sort of almond-shaped eyes, and like we just kind of looked like we could have been related. So like incest, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. It's chill. This has actually happened to me soon or recently i think i'm just like i'm like oh maybe this is me trying to like have high self-esteem by just having crushes on people who look like me (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um so we we met and quickly and he then he drived me he he drived me (laughs) he drived me he drove me um to like the the train station the awful miami trains transit because i didn't have a car obviously where did the train drive you (laughs) <laughs> the train drived me home. <laughs> um, Thank you, Mr. Twain. Mr. Twain. And we so we talked, and then we promptly added each other on Facebook, and I'm, we're going to do some... Who added who? Um, I added. Okay. Acceptable. Yes. yes. I had a great time, because he was, he was really funny and kind of... He... He would do shit like he would talk about um, getting boners in public and stuff. And he was very like, yeah, "Yeah, hell yeah, dude. He was very like, I don't know. um, 
it seems like a confidence, but then just like this self-deprecation. And I was like, oh, he's not like super edgy, but also he's re reading Les Miserables <laughs> and he likes Animal Collective and he's interesting, you know, yeah. and he was very charismatic. So I printed something out. Do you want to read this with me? You're going to be Carlos, which is highlighted in yellow. <laughs> um, so this is what I say, which I think is pretty good. I say, hey, just wanted to say it was really great meeting you, and thanks again for driving me to government. It was great meeting you, too. You're awesome. Anytime, man. Oh, hey, you're awesome. We have so much in common. Yeah, haha. Uh, I want to, like, hang out with you all the time and get to know you better and stuff. I bet you're even more interesting than I think. Likewise. I'd love to hang out all the time. Uh, we must make this happen. <laughs> I always say that. Okay, cool. Yay. I'm excited, LOL. Shall we exchange numbers so we can communicate more efficiently via our ancient telephonic <laughs> devices? I always feel super lame when I ask people their phone numbers, hence the hesitation and unnecessary language, <laughs> LOL. I love the way you phrased it. <laughs> but yeah, me too. I'm horrible at it. I usually end up sending this, and I sent the link to the, can I get your number, the like Mad TV, what, what was it? Yeah, was that Mad TV? Yeah. It was probably Mad TV. Something like that. Ha ha ha, super lame. But yes, of course, mine is, I'm not going to read my phone number on the air, on the air, I'm, so that I gave him my number, Yeah. aka the best number ever, because I do have a good phone number. No, stop reading. That's it. We'll get back to the rest of it okay. later. So that's our opening. I If you took the names off of those, I feel like I wouldn't be able to like assign who's who in the conversation. Right? It's kind. Of, it's like we much much like you and Emily. I assume. <laughs> yeah, we're very yes. similar. Yeah. Um, there's definitely kind of a weird, and and also that that just sort of weird way of like taking anything that you could say simply and making it like extra long yes. and kind of ornate as it's a like, way look how of just quirky being I like. Am. You don't, you don't know how to say things that actually sound cool, yeah. and you don't want to say the thing that you just straight up mean, Yeah. so you just kind of festoon it. Yeah, because you're just, and, and you're also just being very performative. You're like, look at how I can twist and, like, bend words, and, you know, like, yeah. please look at me, I'm smart, right. you know? Right, which, like, I, I think is a form of flirting that I feel like I kind of absorbed from pop culture, where it's just like people making references to each other and going, wait, is that Nabokov? Why, <laughs> yes, it is, my good lady. Because um, that's for sure how people talk. That's for sure how people... It's like yeah. kind of Joss Whedon-y. It's mm -hmm. kind of... Uh, I, I haven't gone back and thought about like what were my like flirting... Flirting, well, like also uh, totems. It's like the like, the OC and shit yeah. like that too. Everything, everything's just kind quippy of like, and like heightened and quippy. Yeah. yeah, and you like you know rib each other, but it's kind of fun yeah. and like you have things. Mm -hmm. It's all like knowingly like <laughs> I see we're we're doing this we're right. Do this is our banter. Right, and I I feel like you end up in situations where both parties that's their like template for flirting, so they're just mm -hmm. like playing out a script they know, and it's just. A never-ending cycle. Yes. It's crazy. You never get out of it. You're never, like, actually a real person, I feel like. So how did it develop with Carlos Ramirez? Wait, do you have any of your messages? Your first messages? I, I don't have any of our first messages. That's okay. I have I have our, like, last messages. Okay. Oh, I do have um, our first, like, Facebook wall posts. Yes, give it to me. From November 2006. Love it. Um, which is... Uh, 
she, I post, or no, she posts on my wall, I bring great tidings of joy or randomness, whatevs. <laughs> oh my. And then, um, you know. Uh, She's cute. Less than three hearts. Of and course. And then in November I post, I'm posting on your wall. What the fuck? <laughs> and then she posts back, OMG, W2F, LOL, LOL, No way. I love it. I can <laughs> feel it, you know? Like. I can feel the enthusiasm. And there's something so funny about Facebook posts, like, or wall posts, because it's like, we're making this public. Like, I, why, why can't we just talk to each other? Because, and I think a part of it is like, that's that performative thing, you know? Like, we're posting on, on each other's walls where other people are going to see it. Yeah. You know, it's like, look at this. Look at this look at, little look thing at I us. did. Yeah. It's, it's, you're a little bit showing off how flirty you are. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, it, it was a little different when like pre newsfeed mm-hmm. when you would just kind of like, you know, hop just back and on, forth between yeah. walls. So it was, it was a little more like you had to go looking for it to find it. Yeah. And like a, having a conversation. But then you would find post, it and it would be there. Find it. <laughs> and you could do forensics if yeah. you wanted. Oh yeah. So, okay. In your male opinion, <laughs> from <laughs> from from that little transcript of our first messages, pretty pretty flirty, right? For, for sure, flirty. For sure, flirty. For sure, for sure. Like we both like this. Like no one's doing the kind of like holding back, trying to like hold power in that exactly you know, conversation, right? Yeah. Well, guys, this doesn't have a happy ending. Oh, uh, jeez. <laughs> So we kind of just started texting and talking from there, um, kind of similar. And um, I found some other, I just, I was, I think I was just going through it, my, like these messages and being like, see, I was right. I was right. I'm not crazy. He, he led me on. This is, this is real. Like he would say shit like, okay, so before uh, we, we did hang out. This this stuff mostly took place like online texting and stuff, but before we hung out, I did. Um, this is this is we'll slide into some music stuff right now because I forgot about this. I did a an acoustic cover with my friend of "Hey Ya" by Outkast. That was like the thing to do in yes. high school. That was you just had to do that at some point in high school. Yeah, so I did it. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm I'm going to find the video. It's not on it's I looked everywhere that I had put it online and it, and I swiftly took it down like um some years ago. So, I sent it to him. Yeah. Obviously. Was it straight or did you kind of indie it up a little? It was it was very indie. It was just like my friend and his guitar was playing it, and like I have my little soulful like I have my little soulful kind of voice, like me trying to do with like sort of an Amy Winehouse. It's not terrible. I don't think it's terrible. It's just terrible that we did it. Yeah, you know, um, and it's just us sitting with the, like the webcam and just like you know, um, maybe I'll tweet it. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so under more what the fuck you have on your paper? Yeah, I have that. So I sent it. I go, uh, and then I send it. <laughs> and then can you read? So these are on individual lines, these words. Yes. Oh, you are perfect. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> nah. I have more goosebumps than I've ever had in my life. Marry me. Seriously. Um, shit. Ha ha ha. Sorry. 
I'm kind of speechless. I can't think over the sound of your awesomeness. That he does all those little, little wavy things. Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? LOL. Ha <laughs> uh, You're too kind. It's okay. I'm doing it too. I sent the little waves also. La 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 la. Dude, like you don't even know the chemical reactions happening inside of me right now. I feel like a fangirl. LMAO. LOL. Dude, you're too cute. Yeah, you. So that happened. Yeah. No, this is later. So once again, we would say yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like full blast. And like I, my, my two reactions are either like, yeah, he's going for it or like he just really wants to be liked. Well, maybe. Like, yeah. like, you know, doing the thing where he like matches your energy and diction and stuff yes. to like reflect you back at yourself so you like him more. Yes, which is a thing. I I know I'm probably still do that. I hate the oh, mimicking sure. thing. I hate, I, but it's like a thing. My know? my like writing career is based on just wanting to like mimic everything. Like <laughs> I doubt I'm, that. I'm well acquainted with this. So that's a thing that happened. We'll leave. We'll let that sit for a second. We'll just let it fucking sure, sit. It's an open parenthesis. We'll yeah. Close later. So tell me more about Emily. So yeah, so Emily uh, lived in New Jersey, was my age, um, Catholic, like full, mm. full on. And you my, are Jewish. not. <laughs> you are not. A Jewish in like a town full of Jews, mm-hmm. and, but like not super Jewish, um, like very sort of not especially observant. You're, you're, you're classic American comedy Jew. Of course. Yeah. I, that's what I see when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so much more to me than that. There's so much. And I think through this audio medium, people will really uh, get that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Catholic, uh, smart, high achiever, you know, uh, college-oriented, mm-hmm. um, upper middle class, very, like, funny, very, like, pop culture very theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she studied theater in college, and I think now she's getting, like, a Ph.D., in theater. Are th- what are the, the specific things that made you like her, though? I think it was uh, that, like, banter mm-hmm. aspect of it, where, it, like, I was, I was a smart kid who made being smart a big part of his identity. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> and she was a smart kid who made being smart part of her identity, and I think we had, like, similar pop culture touchstones, mm-hmm. and then were, like, receptive to each other. What are some of those pop culture... I mean, coming, coming off of middle school, it would have been, like, anime a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, like, nerd you know, video game culture, um, web comics yeah. were huge. I used to have a huge, like, Firefox bookmark uh, <laughs> folder full of, like, the web comics I read every day. And every morning I would uh, press a button to open them all in tabs. Oh, my God. And then just, like, read one, close a tab, read one, close a tab. That's what I do with porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you know, you got to spread all your options in front of you, so to speak. Um I feel like we we did some kind of like pop culture cross pollination, mm-hmm. um, and or also it's like oh we make sense together. Like if yeah. we were written in a movie, right? These are like you're checking all the the boxes, not of like the meet cute, but of like 
oh, this is like the the girlfriend who yeah. like you look over one day when like the light is particularly mm-hmm. good and you're like, oh shit. Oh wait, she's been here this whole time. She's been here this whole time, right right, right. in front of my eyes. <laughs> and, and my it's just that her hair's been up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um and and I think there was also an aspect of it like I think that we were legitimately like good friends. Yeah. Where like you know, I had my stuff that I dealt with. She had her stuff that she was dealt it the with. sort of thing where you guys were like always texting one of those things? I mean, like we, the the texting was I think the last like year of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the sort of thing where like I would log on and be like, "Hey, what's up with you?" Like yeah. a very a very like stable, normal like relationship where we weren't physically in each other's lives but I feel like we conversed as though we were did you guys like talk about it like the the nature of your relationship so the not until kind of the tail end of it like it was it was a friendship for a lot of it but a friendship that you're both kind of like "Mm, we maybe I think I think we got I think it like got to that point Um, but I think sort of on my end, like I, my friends were like overwhelmingly male. Like Mm -hmm. I had, I had a good amount of friends and a good amount of close friends, but they were like overwhelmingly male. And at like the tail end of middle school, like a few of them started to like integrate into like pre-existing female friend groups, Mm. um, in like healthy and unhealthy ways. But that, that was like an exciting thing for them that I wasn't like participating in. Yeah. Um, like I was, I was a, you know, I was a prickly kid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a lot more like social and well-adjusted now than I was at the time because I have more of my brain developed now than I did. Yay! Um, I also <laughs> don't have a like center part with a mushroom cut in the back that I based off of the character Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh my God. Which I think was a big Dan. impediment to making friends with girls. <laughs> um, but like I just, that was a thing that I like wanted. Me like, too. I wanted female friendships. I wanted female like romantic entanglements. Yeah. Like I I wanted it. And it was it was partially hormones and partially that like I didn't have it. Yeah. So I wanted kind of the thing of it more than the actual reality of it. Did having this thing with her feel like enough? Th- that I think that was a like big step forward, mm-hmm. but I also think that in some senses, I kind of willed this into being a crush. Oh, okay. Because, like... It was she, there. It was there, and because she sort of fit all this, you know, criteria. Yeah. Like, like how could it not be a crush? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then around when we started, like, texting and talking on the phone, I think there was a point where I or we kind of broached it of, like, I like you. Do you like me? Yes, I like you. How how did you do that? How did you? I don't. I don't specifically remember. I feel like we had been kind of like feeling each other out about it, but I do think it was like one conversation where it was like, I think I like you. Was this over the phone? Do you know? Oh, I think this was like over text and then became over the phone. I I wish that I had like a full kind of dossier on this, but. It, it It is, again, weird to talk about because it's this thing that was, like, an important thing for this kind of very, 
like prolonged but also contained part of my life yeah. that I don't have access to anymore. And she's not like a part. She like stopped being a part of my life. Yeah. Uh, Which is wild because it's so important to you. Right. Like for so long. And it's probably just like this, this person, I haven't fucking talked to them in forever. Yeah. Like I carry it with me like every day of my life, this shit. Um, I'm real quick though. I'm fascinated about the transition of texting to phone, like to, to or talking on the phone, to actually yeah. talking on the phone. What was that like to like actually, you know, because when you're texting, you can you have all the time in the fucking world to be clever. Yeah, you know, what was that like to like actually talk to her on the phone and shit? I mean, I think it was, it was like pretty. Did she like meet the yeah expectations? Yeah, it, it was like it was kind of a like fizzy. You know, experience to be like, oh, it's you. Hi. Oh, oh it's you. That's what you sound like. Oh, that's what you sound like. I love it. Yeah. That, that makes th- me want to cry. That like, I feel like there were like a few different stages through this crush of like that kind of like fizzy new discovery. Fizzy is a great word for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, I think is like what people really associate with like being a teenager mm-hmm. is those moments where like, you know you kind of edge your hand across the couch and like they edge their hand across the couch and like your pinkies kind of link up and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know this would happen, but now it's happening. Okay. Since you brought it up, you just did. You didn't know it. Yeah. But I'm going to just fucking, this is a good segue. I'm going to lean into this, the the rest of this little thing. Yeah, you do yours, I'll do mine. Yes. Okay. So... We planned, me and Carlos planned to meet up at Lincoln Road, which was like the outdoor mall on the beach where you just go and fucking walk around because there's nothing yeah. to do. Um, is this is this the second time you're seeing him in person? This is either like the second or the third. I think we hung out as a group with like Paloma and this other girl um, before, which my friend Bailey uh, was the other girl. She knew him. She was like, she super encouraged me to like do it. But Paloma had also kind of warned me a little bit. And I was like, why? He's so fucking into me. But she was just like, no, he's just kind of insecure. Like whatever. I don't know. Um, But she, she was like, I, I like showed her like us talking and was like, no, yeah. Okay. This kind of, you know, looks chill. So we were, cause we had been texting and blah, blah. And we made a plan to meet up at the uh, at Lincoln Road. I was already there with I was going to be there with my friends already and I was like, "Okay, we'll we'll meet up and then we'll just like go off and like hang out." And this was kind of like a l- sort of a date. We didn't really call it a date, but like but yeah. it was a thing. You have this kind of solitude-ish thing it's kind of open-ended. Yes. Yeah. We make he his phone was fuck I remember his his phone was fucked up because he didn't pay the bill on time. Um, and we were like, okay, well, if I can't text you, we'll meet at the movie theater at 6.30, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, cool. What'd you see? We didn't see the oh, movie. Oh, you we're just, just met at mi- the movie theater. Yeah, there's like, it's sort of like the entrance of Lincoln Road. Sort of. It's this long strip. Um, so we met up and he was, he, he well, first of all, <laughs> ugh, he was... I'm going to, like, not get emotional. <laughs> I'm going to try because it, it still sucks. Um, I remember, like, I was there with my friends, and he was texting me, like, oh, 
because he did he did end up paying the bill like early so that he was was able to text me he was like I'm on my way blah blah and he said like he, he was like I'm nervous and I was like why like I'm so excited to see you whatever and he's like he's like you make me queasy like real shit like that and I was dying you know because I felt the same I mean you know I I felt the same way and I was like I was the same way as you. I really wanted it. I really, really did. And I had already like, I mean, I was young and I'm still a young person, but I feel like I've had a lifetime of these experiences. <laughs> like just because I, I am a passionate person like that. And so I was like, I was so excited. We meet up. We're like, it's great. We hug. We're, we're talking. We're just walking up and down. And this is like at night. We're walking up and down. Lincoln and um we like go to the end of the beach because you you know that's the thing you do you go sit at the beach we sat on like all these uh you know like a, the beach chairs they were all stacked up because it was night and we like sat on top of them and we were just talking he was talking to telling me about uh him reading like <laughs> Les Miserables and I mean, this is like insanely mumblecore. Yes, it's so mum- my whole the, life. The stacked chairs is a fucking great, like, all I want detail. is for Mark Duplass to fucking make a movie with me. But well, that's another thing. Um, <laughs> so it's great. We're having it's like it's so natural. There's the wind. And it's just beautiful. And it's great. And we're walking. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hold his hand because like that's what you do. Yeah. Everything makes sense for me to hold his hand. So I hold his hand and we're holding hands and we're just walking down and it's great. And I'm like, uh, I'm like electrified, yeah. you know, then the night's like winding down and, um, we go, I, I go, like we walk to his bus stop that he's going to get at on and then the, the bus comes and, um, we hug and I give him a kiss on the cheek and I was like, that was, it was great. Like, I'll talk to you later. Maybe like 10, 20 minutes later, he texts me and he's like, hey, just want to let you know, I'm not really looking for anything. And, and like, I'm sorry if I, <laughs> if I let you on or something, but I'm not, I'm not really like looking for anything like that. And I was like, <laughs> it was awful because everything lined up perfectly, you know? And I'm not joking. I am not joking. I have not, ever since, I have not, like, gone to hold someone's hand <laughs> if I liked them. Because that was a big, like, vul- uh, vulnerable thing um, for me to do. And I, I, I it, but, but I was like, no, I'm finally confident to, like, make this move, this, like, super small move. So I'm going to do it. And the one fucking time I do it, I am proven, you know, I was like, oh, no, I should have been insecure. I should have not, like, been bold enough to do that. Because in the end, like, no, that's not what he wanted. But that was, he was, he was misrepresenting the situation. Like. No, totally. Like, and, and it was really upsetting. And that's why it's been, like, kind of hard to go back and, like, read this stuff. Because. It is legitimizing it for me, you know, because it's for for a while I've been like, oh no, yeah, he led me on, but now I'm reading it like as this person that yeah. I am today. I'm like, no, he really did. Right. He really, really did, and I don't know what it is about me that makes people feel like they can do that to me, but it's not the first time, and it's definitely not the last. But it was one that really fucking hurt, and 
I'm like not exaggerating. I have not held someone's hand because I, it just, it just sucked so bad and it was so embarrassing. So fucking embarrassing to me. Yeah. And it's like, you also, you know me, we're, we're friends. You, we talk about shit. Like you would probably know that this is going to be fucking traumatizing for me. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's also, it's also such a like power move in the bad sense to, you know, misrepresent the situation in the way that he did and like soak up all that affection and then like send affection at you knowing that you will reciprocate affection and then go, aha, it was you who was the one who was misreading the situation. Yeah. Even though I was also holding your hand. Like he, yeah, he didn't, he didn't fucking, you know, and just like that, that fucking text message on my goddamn little flip phone, like, it's like burned into my memory. So sorry, that was emotional for me. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's like the big meat of this. But um, do you know, do you know, like during this, so he was like 18 or 19 at the time? I think he was 20. Okay. What, like, what was he doing with his life at that point. I think he, he was working and he was in school, I think. I don't know. We didn't really, I don't know. No, I don't think he was in school. I can't remember. Um, he didn't have a car, I don't think, because he took the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He was, he was just a dude. Yeah. He was just a dude. It's just a dude who kind of and, and the, came and, in and left. Yeah. And the thing is, is like it's it sucks because I can't even hate him so much because I, I like I the reasons that I liked him were legitimate. Like he was very charming and yeah. he was gorgeous and interesting to talk to, you know. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, do you have any sense of like. Was he like adjusting himself for other people, or was that were 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 you getting him and he just happened to really line up with? I you? don't know. I think I I think us getting along was real. Um, like I don't think that was right. you know a fake thing. Not like a sociopath. Yeah, but I mean, I guess he had been like Paloma. I think told me that he was insecure or yeah. whatever. Um, but for me, I'm like, you're insecure. I'm giving you all of this, this, these reasons right. to be secure, you know? Like, <laughs> you don't have to be insecure with me. Exactly. So he's married now. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Was that, was that like you had that tech conversation and like that was it? Did no, you keep there's, seeing there's him? a little more, but I want to hear about okay. your stuff. All right. Let's do this. Because I need, I need, thing. I need to pick me up. Yeah. Okay. Also, just so you guys know, my eyes were tearing up. I saw that. I wanted was, to maybe defer to you whether or not to disclose. Was, yeah. No. I mean, I'm trying to be transparent here. Maybe I'm dramatic, but no, that it sucked. It sucked so much that I got emotional about it. So. Okay. Tell well, I don't know stuff. how much of a pick me up this will be. No, I love it. Let's fucking keep going. Let's let's roll. So, um, we let's call it junior fall. Junior fall. Junior fall. We kind of established that uh, we like each other, which is a very clinical way of saying that. But I like, like, but you. like we yeah. we I like you. I like you. And then we're like, okay. And doesn't that feel great? That feels good. We yeah. have this out in the open. 
it like doesn't change things that much, but like now there's kind of this new like charge when we're talking to each other. Yeah. And I had had like across high school, just like no, no luck with girls. I had like, I was like pretty, pretty okay at like putting myself out there. Like I asked people out, I got turned down. (laughs) Um, I like did and didn't let it get to me. Yeah. I had had like a girlfriend in eighth grade, which was I think a bad experience for both of us. Yeah. Um, so like I had I had kissed, but I wanted to kiss again. <laughs> I mean, once you kiss one time, yeah, yeah that's, that's why not... sometimes when dogs kiss, they have to put them down because otherwise they'll just keep going after. <laughs> um, so we were like, okay, well, we should get together, right? Uh, like in in person, not like yeah, date each other. Yeah. And so we set. I think it was February break. Um, cause we didn't have spring break. We had a March, uh, a February break and we had like an April break okay. for like a week each. And I was going to take the Amtrak down to, uh, New York. We were going to Did have... your parents know about this whole thing? Yes. Cool. Um, the, our, our, our parents consented to yes! the arrangement. <laughs> I love cool parents. I was going to take the Amtrak down to New York. We were going to have dinner in New York and then I was going to come down to her parents' place in New Jersey. So you're like 17-ish, right? 16, 17? Like 16, I think. At okay. The time. Um, so we set that date mm-hmm. and then I think in the like month running up to it, she starts having some like misgivings. I think not about not about like the visit, but just like, you know, I don't know how I'll feel when we're in person. Hmm. Like, you know, we have a really good dynamic uh, like uh, yeah. over the phone and online, but like I get it. you know, what if if there's not chemistry? Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know, you know. It's scary. Kind of pump the brakes a little bit. And I was like, no, like, well, this is going to be really good. I like, must you're going to see me. You're going to like me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to like you. Well, this will be great. Um, the one other thing was that that I had uh, started to, uh, like, grow out facial hair at the time. Ooh. Um, like, over, over the beginning of, uh, or, like, middle of junior year. So okay. I had I had some like fuzz. I had like like rudimentary beard. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was not incredible, but it was like there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, my my dad has a full beard. All my like uncles have a full beard. I'm like, this is I am uh, taking on the family mantle for the listener with this. Dan does have a beard. I have currently. a beard. It for a good chunk of my life has been one of my few defining features. Um, yes textbook Jewish comedy boy. <laughs> uh, and so I I asked her if she wanted me to shave, and she said yes. Oh, damn. And so I did. I did That's shave. That's so sweet. Um, and I did make a uh, Facebook album of me shaving uh, <laughs> at, like, different stages along the way. Um, so I did that. And so I go down to see her. I'm nervous. The weekend has come. Okay. We meet up in uh, Penn Station. Her mom is there to, like, (laughs) sign off on the handoff. (laughs) We're going to get Korean barbecue. uh, Yum. Because it's delicious and it's near Penn Station. (laughs) Uh, Her mom signs off. We set off towards Korean barbecue. Wait, 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 wait. 
But like, what is? Give, What's give that me, moment? We're yeah, in, give me that moment. We're in the big, you know, pavilion. I see her with her mom. Is she shorter? Taller. She's what is short. She? She's shorter. She's got sort of like a heart-shaped face. Um, she's everything you ever want. She's everything I ever wanted and more. <laughs> you know, I, I like saw her and I was like, cool, yeah. yeah You're a person. That's, that's her. Okay. No idea what her like first reaction to me was. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, I had, I was like gawky. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like a tall, skinny boy. Yeah. Um, fresh faced. And uh, we set off. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, fizzing. Mm-hmm. We're like talking. We get a couple blocks away from Penn Station, and she goes, "Okay, let's try this." And <gasps> she pulls me into a kiss. <gasps> Emily. And it's a good kiss. Emily. And then she steps away and goes, "I'm sorry." No. <laughs> she goes like, "I'm not." No. I, I'm not feeling that. And I go, okay. Emily! <laughs> she she was, you know, testing for chemistry. I mean, yeah, and, that's a way. <laughs> and she didn't feel it. Uh, and so then we had dinner. No! And I spent didn't. the weekend at her home. No! And... You know, I'm... That, no, Dan. Yeah, yes. Did she say anything? Was she just like, nope, not well, in this? Or I think we we continued to discuss it a little bit in kind of like analytical terms and then kind of switched gears into just like, okay, we're having dinner. And I, I feel like while that's happening, I'm kind of on like conversation autopilot and yeah, being you're like, okay, let's go through sort of scene by scene of how I thought this weekend would go oh, and God. kind of revise. Ugh. Um, so we take, we then take like New Jersey Transit down to, you know, her place in North Jersey and she like sets me up in the guest room and uh. I'm... She, like, goes upstairs to bed, and I, like, start texting her. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm, like, I feel, like, w- weird about this. Like, can we talk more? She like, she, like, comes down to the guest room, and we, like, sit on the bed together, and we, like, talk a bunch about just, like, feelings and friendship and, like, but romantic like, spark or lack like, thereof. She she. Gives me a chapter of a book to read. No, she doesn't. She gives not. me a chapter from a book called The Consolations of Philosophy. Oh. By, uh, I'm going to oh. mangle the name, but Alain de Botton. We get it. We get it, Emily. Fucking, you're smart. It's, of course, the chapter on heartbreak oh. uh, that discusses Schopenhauer, which this I think. Isn't real. I think is mostly about how, like, the world is full of heartbreak, but like art takes us outside of ourselves. Oh, uh, great thought! <laughs> Real original. And I think I think I ask her to like you know kiss me again to see if it like sticks oh. this time. And we're I think we're like Do, she doesn't. No, she does. Oh, and she we're does. like we're like uh, t- touchy, affectionate, but in kind of a like you know theatery way. Mm-hmm. You know like. My 
my arm kind of alongside your leg or whatever. Yeah. Um, or like my, you know, knuckle abutting your thigh. Oh. Um, and, and I, she goes to bed and I go to bed. I don't think I cried, but I might have. <laughs> I would have. So the rest of the weekend was weird. Yeah. Um, I, like, talked to her parents, Ugh. who are, like, nice, wealthy, New Jersey conservative Catholics. Yeah. We had, like, a nice, like, lobster dinner. This is exhausting. I remember her house being very, like, tidy decor and very, like, white. The mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. just, like, sort of nice white furnishings. I think, like, you know, ki- kitchen island, like, breakfast uh, yeah. bar. Like, here is this perfect family home. We played uh, a Naruto video game on <laughs> Wii, like, a lot. And I, th- I think we just kind of, like, tried to, like, find ways to fill time. And how, how did she treat you? Does she treat you differently? Well, you also didn't have that much to compare it to in real life. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I think there was I think there was like probably some of the awkwardness that like naturally would have been there, mm-hmm. just like if this was like a friend visit. Like I think we still would have had to sort of figure out ways to fill time. But I also think like there would have been ways for us to sort of be like intimate and comfortable with each other while knowing like we have this sort of backstop of like we're friends. Yeah. Versus now the situation is we can't be too intimate because then it starts to like open, open, like pull the bandaid off a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that I had a kind of hard time uh, sort of letting go subsequently, like when we were talking to each other subsequently of like what I had felt like was the way things had been kind of represented to me that then had been sort of uh, changed yeah. abruptly. Yeah. And I think in retrospect, I think she did like try to, you know, pump the brakes pretty hard in the run up to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. I think just cause like I said earlier, like I just really like wanted this to be mm-hmm. it, you know? And I, you were obviously optimistic because you had no real reason to not be at that right. point. At the same time though, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I didn't have any idea like, okay, like let's say I go, we kiss, it's great. We like, you know, hook up in her parents' home that weekend. <laughs> Hot. And then I like you know, go back to Boston, like, what happens then? Then, yeah. Like, how does how does this continue in any real way? Because, I, you know, you don't have enough experience under your belt to think at all about the kind of, like, practical reality of it. You're just like, I, I want... You're just living I want in the, the feeling. story that I know to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't... That move is so wild. I mean... Part of me respects it, the let's just kiss now. Yeah. Like for, especially for like a teen girl, like that's everything I am not. I would never. Yeah. I think, I think she was like, you know, 
she was a uh, teenage mess in some ways, but also like pretty like self-assured and together in other ways. Yeah. I think like. What was her plan? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I. You know, man- managing teenage boy feelings is something that, like, no one should have to... <laughs> a burden no one should have to shoulder. Yeah. Um, like, that's such a f- fucking undertaking. And, I like, I was so, you know, self-deprecating in a mm-hmm. way that made people uncomfortable. <laughs> like, not enough fun, let's all laugh at me. Like, A, like, I'm going to you know, cloak my insecurity in, like, a thin, gauzy fabric and, like, throw it on your lap <laughs> kind of a way. Like, I, I sent her a message yes, at please. the beginning of senior year. Like, I don't – we were we were in, like, way less contact. Yeah, so, so, so after you left, it didn't completely stop, though. It didn't completely stop, but I think it was defined by, like, if we talk too long, it circles back to, yeah. like, what, what happened. What happened. Ugh. And so I, I sent her a message. This is at uh, September 6th, 2007 at 7.13 okay. p.m. I said, since you started school, I'm an Emily withdrawal and it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Which I think was like tongue in cheek, but yeah. like not also. No, yeah. And then she was like, she was like, oh, I, I lost my phone. Uh, Psh, did I she? haven't. Uh, please don't think I've been ignoring you or anything because I haven't called or texted or anything. I misplaced my school laptop, which has my cell phone in the case. Wow, look at I promise I'll reasons. contact you when I get back, <laughs> which should be soon. Otherwise, I'll freak out because my AP US history paper is on it and due Friday. Ah. <laughs> and then I posted on her wall, um, I am the dumbest motherfucker ever. Call me, please. K, thanks. <laughs> and then uh, she asked, like. Did she call you? She like was like, I'll, you know, I'm going to a show. I'll be around before that. And tonight you can email me. Uh, should I be worried or is this more of a hilarious shenanigan type thing? And I reply, it's sort of a self-loathing, I t- fucked up type of thing that I really need to vent and get advice about. Oh, my so, God. So, no, not really hilarious shenanigan type thing. It's sort of funny in a completely pathetic way. Oh, Dan. Ah. <laughs> uh, but that was what I was bringing to the table. Yeah, so yeah. you got to wonder, like, why <laughs> didn't people want to date me? But you know what? I, I think I was I was sort of similar. Um, but I think it's like, it's easy to be like, why? You know, like, of, well, of course, look at this shit. But also, like, the easiest thing to connect with another person when you're a teen about is you feeling fucking sad and yes. shit, you know? Like, that's how it becomes, like, a thing that you need, you know, like, these people in your life is you're relating and you're talking about, like, all of the sad shit, you know? So there's there's also that side of it. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure... But you also, I think, put it out without... You put that stuff out onto other people and into the world without, like, knowing what you want out of that interaction at all. Yeah. Other than for it... Like, I, there's a big part of you that wants to just kind of continue to kind of live in that emotional space. Yes. Like, you, like, these days, if I'm feeling a particular way I don't super want to feel, like, I'll go to music and music will be like, I'll, I'll pick things that will kind of lift me up out of it or kind of like scooch me along a mood until I'm at a place where I'm feeling, you know, better, at least, you know, more stable or different Mm -hmm. versus like as a teen, like, if I'm mad at my dad, like I'm gonna listen to System of a Down yeah. for a long time <laughs> and just like just marinate in that headspace. Yeah. 
and just like feel that as hard as I can for as long as I can. Yeah. Which is like kind of fun in retrospect it's so delicious and it's also like you're never gonna feel feelings as intensely as you did then yes because your your brain is just like a blast furnace it's honestly it's like a drug you know like I have some memories of being in school uh like in high school and just like in lunch, putting my head down, like sitting on the floor, putting my head down and just like not really napping, just closing my eyes and just like listening to music so loud and just like almost starting to cry and then being like, no, you're not going to start crying. You're not going to start crying because you're in school, but you're going to feel this way for like fucking two weeks and you're going to love it. Yeah. (laughs) What were your go-tos? Oh, so many. I mean, I can't, I can't spoil the rest of the podcast, Sure, sure. but there was, there was a phase where I was just like killing it to the bends. to Radiohead, The Benz, which probably my favorite Radiohead album still to this day. If I listen to it, I'm like, my entry point. OK Computer is a dead end. Everyone gives you OK Computer (laughs) and you're like, nothing else sounds like this. Yeah. So. I guess let me let me bring it home a little bit just because I have I have the last. Mm, Yes. Let's let's both exchange last messages. I'm glad we both have this. I, I like opened our. One of the worst things you can do is open Facebook Messenger to someone you haven't spoken to in a long time and see your last messages. It's literally what I've been doing ever since I started this. For me, it's either like a four-paragraph apology (laughs) or them asking like, what's up? How's life? How are you? That I like never respond to. Oh, wait, wait. Before you tell me the last message, I forgot. I do have a little confrontation that I want to put just... Before, because yeah, I think let's it would, do it. yeah, okay. So it's at the back. He t- so he um, messages me uh, after this. We we like kind of start stop stop talking for like maybe two weeks. Yeah. He goes. I miss you. Sorry, I haven't responded. I've kind of been socially out of it lately, but I don't know. I'm kind of confused as to where we're going with this. I mean, I'm going to be honest, it kind of sucks and frankly is really hard to just be friends with you and pretend I don't like you when you lead me on so when you led me on it so much in the beginning. I didn't really know what to say cuz I know you don't want anything and I completely understand why. Oh, I just feel like I'm in a weird spot amongst it all. Amongst it all. I know. <laughs> I love that. And he says, "It's okay. I get like that all the time. I'm sorry I confuse you. It's totally understandable." <sighs> I didn't lead you on on purpose. You kind of took me by surprise with your awesomeness and stuff. Um, I just suck. <laughs> Which is the, this is like the sort of budding fuckboy manifesto. Yeah, right? In this little paragraph. Like, I'm just of like, stupid. I'm so- like, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Yeah. And like I, so I didn't, I didn't message him back after that. But then I, I I was going through, I was like, good for me. Like I was kind of proud reading that. I was like, yeah, I kind of confronted him a little bit. Like I told him what I felt, but then I messaged him a month later (laughs) (laughs) and and, and we were just talking and he was like, he's like, I'm dumb, whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Everyone is dumb. Let's hang out soon. Smiley face. Capital letters. Yes, please. That's the best thing I've read today. So that's not the last message, but that's a lead-in. Now I want your last message before I give okay. you my last message. So this is from August 7th, 2008 at 4.44 p.m. She messages me, okay, 
If you're very, very sure we can put this behind us, that you can think of me as just a friend without us having to come back to the same ugly conversations, I'd be ecstatic to be your friend. But I'd really like you to be sure and on the same page as me. Our big issue was communication, clearly. Ironic that we're so open, yet this happened. I almost sent you a text right before you came to New York that was like, please, let's be under the assumption that we're friends, but I thought it wasn't necessary. Maybe it was. Also, maybe we should talk. Maybe we should be a little slow in regaining this. There's a lot of stress on both sides, I'm sure, and I think that needs to heal. So let's talk on I am, have our usual silly conversations, and try to get back to a feeling of comfort. Cool, which is like a remarkably mature yeah, message. It's it's a good message. Um, and I respond at 6:40 p.m. <laughs> I'm not sure how to properly format a response to this. <laughs> Let me start by saying yes, cool. I'd like to follow up by saying that I didn't come to New York under the assumption that we were predisposed to being friends and nothing more. I guess you were under a different impression. In light of this, I suppose that, yes, that text was necessary. (laughs) That, I guess, was the fundamental miscommunication. I thought the matter was open until decided otherwise, and you had already decided otherwise. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah. Having said all that, I don't think of you now as anything but a friend. Unfortunately, this shit is likely to be the elephant in the room for a little while, but ain't much we can do about that. (laughs) Good, nice. If you think it needs unearthing, feel free to unearth it, but I'll hold my peace on the matter unless otherwise provoked. Which is just like how I fucking talked. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our last, uh, at least, Facebook message. I think we, like, texted a little more after that. Yeah. It's so clinical. Talked about college stuff. I mean, it's very, well, not clinical, but just very like, it's like two fucking lawyers talking. I mean, I, I think our parents were both lawyers. Okay, fucking checks yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that was, that was, I mean, maybe this was kind of the start of that because I think the first real kind of like, emotionally intense, like, ongoing conversations I had were with her. Mm -hmm. And I think I adopted, I think partially because it was taking place, like, over a, you know, Mm text-based digital medium. You can write your novel. you You can write your little novel. You can sort of sit and wait until you have the, like, best, most articulate kind of, like, zippy version of it yeah. and then like send it off and i think that has bled into like how i talk to people especially like people i'm you know romantically involved with or potentially romantically involved with yeah where like or in just like high stress situations where like i when i'm talking on the fly i get long-winded Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the way my thoughts come out when I'm not like gathering them is these sort of like big sprawling. I need you to understand every part of this. Yeah, kind of blasts, and I think that's that's like hard for people to be on the other end of sometimes because it's just like say what you mean. But that's what makes you you, it's Dan. What makes, I mean, <laughs> I have said that, <laughs> uh, and but so so yeah, she. We went off to college. We had our own separate experiences. We didn't really talk. Um, she got married recently. Oh, she's also married. She's married. She hyphenated her last name. Um, of course she did. And now she's she's got like a like lovely New York life. But 
Yeah. And then, and then part of the reason why I saw these last messages was that like, I reached out to her in preparation for this podcast. She knows I'm recording a podcast about oh, this. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like, I reached out to her to be like, Hey, like I don't have much of a record of our friendship, even though it was this like important thing to me. Like, yeah. what do you remember? Um, and I, I didn't get like a ton of kind of like, you know, specific memories from her, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I think from her perspective, that weekend was like her being kind of a like emotional, uh, like handling it very badly and being kind of oh. like, you know, emotional shotgun blast <laughs> and, uh, sort of like feeling feeling a little bad for like it going down the way it was which was yeah. a surprise because like from my perspective looking back like I was the problem child and she was the like patient mother yeah <laughs> um that's interesting and it was also just weird to be like to to very quickly fall back into like a pretty familiar like conversational right? rhythm. yeah so it was it was like comfortable it was comfortable that's so cool so my last, our last messages were, so this is like a year later. We sort of sporadically kind of talk, you know, but I think I'm protect, I'm, I'm protecting myself now. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I don't need that to happen to me again. But obviously I couldn't like, I, I was still probably infatuated by him, you sure. know, I'm thinking maybe it was going to change. Maybe. You can like get through to him. Yes, exactly. I'm very powerful. I'm yeah. a powerful woman. Um, so we had a whole thing with mixed CDs, which I'll get into it in a, in a minute, but, um, so there's just some casual talking and then just his last message is at 1.45 AM and it is, hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I made you a mix and it was really bad. So I threw it away and made a better one, but it still sucks metaphorical chunks. So yeah, sorry. Bye. That's my favorite panic at the disco. <laughs> And I never responded. I, I didn't respond. That's a fucking power move. Yeah, I was like, fucking no. But I'm sure I saw that and like wanted to die. But yeah, like, he's like doing that thing of like, look, I'm, sa I'm a sad person too. And, you know, I'm messed up. And are you still, are you still willing to like pick me up? You yeah, know? It's the, that's the like text equivalent of like a sad Facebook post. It's, poke, yeah. poke. Poke, sad poke. Facebook poke. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've, we've, well, since we're here, do, we, do you have any music? Um, I, I don't know if I have music that we, like, shared, or I don't remember it. I, I, do you remember just, like, what you were maybe listening to at the time and well, shit? Well, it feels weird to divulge this because y'all ragged on it last episode, but it, uh, high school was ska time for, <laughs> for old Dan. <laughs> I From mean, I start was... to finish, it was, a, it was uh, four years of ska for, I understand. for I mean, me and mine. What, what, what specifically specifically i mean i i think like probably i associate her with like uh this long island band called the arrogant sons of bitches who are very like you know emotional but also like sarcastic just and, like, like you punky but like self-deprecating yeah just and i'm sure i'm sure i like foisted foisted ska on her yeah and she was like great and she was like no nah, i like son time I love her. I, yeah. mean, I, I love. I don't love what she did to you, but <laughs> I feel like we would get along. Um, so I totally forgot that, like, 
we, me and Carlos had this connection uh, having to do with just the few cover songs that I did that I had like posted or whatever. Um, so we have Hey Ya, obviously, yeah. very important. Um, Christmas time, I did a, oh God, I did a duet with myself um, of Baby is Cold Outside. Yeah. That's, that's, you could do an episode on that. <laughs> I think I still have it. I could probably find it. Um, that's a little fucking, uh, metaphor nugget. It's so, <laughs> there's too much there, man. Um, but, uh, I did, this was sort of later, um, in the, the whole relationship. I did a cover of Baby Don't Go by, uh, the Dum Dum Girls, which is a great song. Uh, and I remember like sending it to him sort of later. Um, like after everything had kind of shook out? It, it was, it, it, yeah, it, it was like sort of one of the last covers that I like sent. Yeah. Um, and I remember he, he said something about like, oh, so we were going to plan to hang out. And he was like, um, this was actually one of the, the sort of last things that we talked about. He's like, He's like, oh, yeah, can we hang out? Like, can my friend Linda come? Like, I showed her your um, Baby Don't Go cover, and she's oh, obsessed with it. Oh, no. <laughs> she's obsessed with it. She wants it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Linda. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't think my, we did My human barricade <laughs> Linda. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and I remember listening to that song a lot after like stuff. And there's some, there's a line there. There's some lyrics that go like, when I get to the city, cause I, cause at this point in high school, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to get out of Miami ASAP. I am over it. I am over these fucking people. So I was blasting this shit for a while. When I get to the city, my tears will all be dry. My eyes will look so pretty. No one's going to know I cried. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was really sad. They did it. It, it, was, it, was, it was real. So I feel like it's pretty obvious, but what's, what's the biggest thing that really like, impacted you from this crush and played into your romantic life in a particular way. I mean, I think that like... If it did. Uh, I, th I, th I don't want to give this like too much, you know, power or like point to this as yeah. like, you know, this did it, she did it. But Everyone's I do reluctant to do that one. This is literally the basis of my show. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't fucking care. I'll blame you. But like, I, I, I think that I just, you know... This is a, I think, a normal boy thing, but like I have a tough time being willing to like go whole hog into a relationship mm -hmm. or like really kind of like take take a big leap mm -hmm. without being like sure that the other person's gonna catch me. Which and is even hard. even yeah. then, if they do catch me, go like, why'd you catch me? <laughs> um, yeah. It's I like, how do you figure that out without being like, can you can you sign a contract for me? Right. You know, like that says. And I I think like I I just kind of take myself out of the equation before it can sort of reach that point where I need to 
kind of mm-hmm. face the face that possibility. Yeah. Like I think it's just it's just harder to kind of fully engage with someone without kind of knowing where the exit is. Yeah. While you're doing that. And I this might be too neat of a kind of, uh, you know, asterisk on that, but on the Amtrak back uh, from New Jersey to Boston, um, I ended up, I was uh, in one of those like uh, sort of four person seat setups where there's the seats facing forward and the seats facing backwards. Mm -hmm. And it was like me and I think like like a middle-aged, a uh, woman and a like girl about my age who is doing like SAT prep stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we all got talking, um, but I ended up sort of like being like nice and flirty with the girl doing oh SAT prep stuff, um, which was like a nice pick me up. Like I yeah. got off the train feeling like movie. much better and more confident than I did. I think we like hugged and then went our separate ways. I didn't get her number or anything, but like I think a part of me sort of saw you know had that full arc of that experience and went oh you can just always like move on to the next person to flirt with which is like which is like positive and negative yeah um because you know like i said like always looking you know always need to make sure i have the like exit door in sight Mm -hmm. and it's also like oh is that exit door gonna be a person another person yeah, or just or just like getting back to being able to be like you know f- flirty and fancy free and like <laughs> living my young teen life. That's how I describe you to this day: flirty, fancy free, living your young teen life. <laughs> <laughs> I will live my young teen life till I die. Yes. Um, the other thing was that I just resolved that I wouldn't shave for anyone again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, has not has been a non-issue. Yeah, no, that's, that's, <laughs> but it, I'm proud of you. It, uh, Living your life. The step towards being like being myself or whatever. Yeah. Did you, were you, uh, were you, I I would be scared the next time I would kiss someone. Um, I mean, what, what happened subsequently, I think I kissed like one other person that year. And then I, my senior year, I like dated I, like, dated one person at the beginning of it for, like, three or four months and dated somebody at the end of it for, like, three or four months and then, like, kissed a bunch of people in between that and then, like, kissed a ton of people that, like, the summer after senior year. I think I just, like, hit a point. So kissing was a sport for you. Kissing kissing was a sport for me. I think there was a point where I just kind of clicked with myself and, every like, everyone was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think I was just like a, a fun, friendly, non-threatening option. Well, that, don't say that. That's, no, I, well, <laughs> that's like a little sad. But it's, it's, I get it's a little sad, but it's also like the, the, a lot of people, I think, realized at once that like I was all right as I was mm-hmm. realizing that like I was all right. Yeah, and could, that makes sense. I think got a little out of that you know, constant self-deprecating headspace Mm -hmm. and could be just a little more comfortable and, like, self-assured. Good. Well, I'm happy about that. (laughs) Good for you. No, I'm acting like I don't know you. I know you. I know that those things about you. you. But uh, I do know you. Excuse me. We're friends. We are friends. Fucking. We're good friends. Are we about to fight? Uh, We're going to turn off the microphones and have a fist fight. Well, Okay. (laughs) 
I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, for me, I mean, I said it. I literally, I mean, maybe I've casually held someone. I, I have not been the person to initiate a hand holding. It's specifically that for you. It's that. Um, is it is it like anything that sort of falls under the like, um, you know, umbrella of hand holding, or is it well, mainly like hand holding? It, it, I think it made me really, really just, you know, because I had always doubted myself and my relationships with people in a way that is like I'm not going to go out on a limb and do this thing because I because you know it's probably he's probably not into me. You know, so that, I'm not like, even you're misreading try. the situation. Yes. So finally, when I thought that I had it right, I didn't. Yeah. You know, so now it's like, how can I ever trust that again? You know, like because me doubting myself is probably in line with what's really going on. Right. You know, that that was yeah, that was like a huge thing baked into my brain was like, if I have a gut reaction, uh, I've layered on top of it. That gut reaction is wrong. And the opposite is correct. Yeah. And it, I mean, and I know it's that uh, there are worse things. I think your story's worse than mine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. There was just something about it that was just. I think I was really, because I, I I am also just. Uh, I have always been very self aware. Where it's like I know how much I like this person, and I, and I think I know how much they like me. I mean, I've gone back and looked and seen that you know there's a lot of people who are probably flirting with me, and I had no idea. But this was one that. I really, it was different. It was like, I put weight on it because there were other things that were just like nice little fantasies to have with other people that I was like, that would be great. I love trying this. I love trying to have this, but I know probably deep down that this thing's not going to happen. Yeah. But this one, I really, I, I was like, not only did I think it was going to happen, I was so excited for it to happen. Yeah. Because it was all of the things lining up. We had a great chemistry. We had great conversation. I thought he was interesting. I didn't feel like I had to do all the work in a conversation, which I felt like I had to do all the time. You know, I didn't feel like I had to entertain him. He was entertaining. I was entertaining. We were entertaining together and he was beautiful and taller than me. Oh my God, to find someone taller than me. Wow. I mean, uh, I think a, a sort of point of commonality with our stories is that we both had this sort of image, check. this like fantasy of yeah. like, and here's our future together. Yes. And then just sort of it. You and know. we would have been so beautiful together. Oh right. my God, with our curly hair and our cheekbones, we would have been great. And then we just hit up against this sort of wall of yeah, like nope. And so at that moment, it's not just like he turned me down. It's like, oh, this whole this little whole future yeah. is just like gone. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it made, it made me very sad for a while. It clearly still makes me sad. Yeah. And I hate, I, I hate it a little bit, but I mean, but I'm not, I'm not mad at him really. I mean, there, I definitely have reasons to be, but I think I just, the hard thing going back and reading these for me was just like, I want to save her. You know, I want to save this little Rebecca. I, I, I'm, I'm reading them just like, no, I just I, I want to stop it here so you don't have to like go through that. Yeah, you think sucked. you're putting yourself in a position where you can be vulnerable with him and he'll like you know uh, uh, 
see that for what it is and yeah. be like, you can be vulnerable with me. And instead, he just kind of hurt you and then try to play it off like he didn't hurt you. Exactly. And I, I, it's hard. I, I look, I try to look out for that now, but I think people still, I don't know what it is about. I really don't know what it is about me that makes people like so comfortable to just kind of like dangle me along the, dangle me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but. So it's definitely it's definitely in the DNA of a lot of my interactions, but I don't know. I'm maybe moving on. <laughs> I mean, I, I not like from him. For, I've moved on from him, obviously, but just like that feeling. I'm trying to like get away, f- get that like sense memory away because it's still you know I can I can feel it when I think about it. You know? Do you feel it when you're like getting to the sort of similar? point of you know sort vulnerability of. like you could hurt me you know I trust that you're not going to hurt me point with people yeah but I also just feel like that I I maybe don't even let it get as far just kind yeah. of like you um and it's also just like but and in the other angle of it is probably there have probably been opportunities where a thing was going to happen and I could have made the step and I didn't make the step and that person maybe thought that I wasn't as into it as I was, right. you know? So it could have, it could have fucked up potential relationships too. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But I don't know. He is married now. <laughs> he went to like the military or something. Um, and he's like, I was talking to Paloma, uh, the girl that like kind of was the reason we met. And she was like, he's married as fuck now. Did you see? I'm like, oh, yes, I've seen, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, ma- they're both married. How they're funny. They're married. Not Isn't to that weird? each other, I don't They're not married think. to each other. I but have his last name in front of me, and it is not. It's not Carlos? Uh, it's not Carlos. Okay. Um, well, Dan. No kids yet, but, No know, kids yet. Knows? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder how that'll affect me if they have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome what a back. thrilling <laughs> new life stage you have to look forward to. Yes. Just watching these people. Dan. Rebecca. It has been, thanks for dealing with me and my emotions. I, I was, I, I thought about this, this episode a lot when I was just in the preparation of doing this show. And I was like, I don't know who I'm going to have. Like I have to have someone I'm comfortable with and is good. So thank you for. Thank you for, you know, trusting me with this. Yeah. It was really good, and I, I don't like. I mean, it's funny. I don't love being vulnerable, and now like all I'm doing is being vulnerable in a into a fucking microphone. But um, thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any crushes, Dan? Do you have any plugs? Do you have any crushes? This is how we're closing out. We have to. We have to bring it back up. <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, I'm take taking a crush break. Good for you. Thank you. That's, I wish I could. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had one. I mean, I, I'll probably get so fucking, I'll, I'll continue to be really fucking exhausted by the current crush that I have and be like, fuck this. And then I won't. And then I'll make out with someone. And then um, I'll just make out with people and find a new crush and they won't like me. And it'll be an end- endless cycle. <laughs> I mean, I would love, I would love like a nice, you know, a nice hot burning pure crush to like get back in the game. Well, I'm sure 
they'll come. They'll, they'll, someday my crush people. will come. <laughs> someday. Someday. I'm not going to sing. Um, can you plug yourself? Sure. Uh, you can find me tweeting very sporadically these days as uh, Anne Debramowitz on Truly, Twitter. Truly, like, one of my favorite Twitters oh, ever. Thank you. So, so good. Um, and I write for the website clickle.com, and we need all the on-site page views we can get, so... Go just click through, Get baby. your parents' permission <laughs> to log on, and log on to www.clickle.com. You can follow me at Almond Milk Hotel. Um, I, <laughs> earlier today, I got to 1,000 followers, oh, and I was like, yay! Um, and then, Did like a year, you? Like, 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 like an hour later, I am now back at 998, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, also, follow Classroom Crush on Twitter. I've already tweeted some stuff. Maybe I'll tweet a cover that I did. I don't know. I'm not going to promise that because <laughs> I do don't. it maybe as like a subscriber. You hit a certain. Oh yeah, tier. maybe I'll make a Patreon. Yeah, because that's what the people need. They need to see like 15 year old Rebecca singing "Baby, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside" to herself. It would really add some sort of top notes to the <laughs> overall podcast yeah. experience. Uh, well, this has been great. Thank you for what a listening. Thank you for coming. Thank Yay. you for having me. Um, like, subscribe, do all the things so that I'm not just put, like I said last week. This is traumatic for me. She's bearing her soul to you. I'm folks. bearing my soul. Um, and thanks again to Noah Splitsider because that shit was really, really nice. All right, that's it. Thank you. Bye.